Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode we have Netflix 223rd film from 2020. It's the romantic comedy Love Wedding Repeat directed by Dean Craig. It stars Sam Claflin, Olivia Munn and Eleanor Tomlinson. I am Jesse and I am writing solo for this rom-com if that's what we want to call it uh as always if you haven't seen this film you wanted to check it out please give us a pause and come back later on because i'm going to spoil this as we go and especially uh was as we start off with our fast flicks where we do a quick little summary of what the film is all about so love wedding repeat this one is about an ex arriving at a wedding uninvited and with the intent to ruin it while the brother of the bride is set on the task of removing him from the equation. I found it really hard to write this one, so um, I'm not sure that gives much... Looking back at it, that's not a, a great summary of the film, but um, it's really hard because, obviously, if you look at the title, Love, Wedding, Repeat, we're going to have some sort of uh, repetition there. And I guess uh, looking back at the Netflix catalogue of, of uh, original films that we've done so far, there was one... Uh, that we did quite a long time ago, right back in the first sort of 50 episodes called Naked, which uh, was a similar sort of premise where it was at a wedding and the same situation played out over and over again. Uh, And if you remember, I I did not like that one. So um, as we get into this one, we'll see what my thoughts are on this one, I guess. But uh, let's talk a little bit about this film, how it ended up on Netflix, what it's all about. not much really about this one. I think it was a, a British slash um, American co-production uh, filmed in and around Rome and Italy with, I think, quite a bit of financial support from the Italian government uh, for showing off the, the lovely setting of, of this location. The actual story, I guess, is a remake of a 2012 French film, which was also a rom-com, and that one was called Plan de Table. Um, so that this is a remake of that. This was filmed... Uh, from the 6th of May 2019 until the 7th of June 2019 uh, with Netflix buying the rights for this one during production. So they're actually filming and Netflix got on board to buy this one, which was quite interesting. Uh, This one does have a tagline. The tagline for this one uh, is one wedding, one simple plan, what could possibly go wrong? And uh, I guess that uh, open-ended question at the end sort of tells you that an awful lot is going to go wrong in this film. Uh, translations for this one around the world. In Portuguese and Italian, it's called One Love, A Thousand Weddings. We don't quite get to see A Thousand Weddings in this, so interesting title. Um, in Hungarian, it's called My Little Sister's Wedding, which makes a bit of sense, I guess, because this film does follow our, our main character, Jack, and his sister's wedding. And in China, this one was called A Few Things About the Wedding, so it leaves it quite broad there, uh, which is quite interesting. This one, uh, released on... Netflix on the 10th of April of 2020. And I guess we can sort of look at what the critics and audiences are saying about this one. So unfortunately, uh, it's pretty negative. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it sits at 34%. That's on 70 reviews. So quite a few reviews. So that's definitely rotten. Audience has it about the same at 35% on more than 250 ratings on IMDb. This sits at a 5.5 out of 10 on nearly 21,000 ratings. And on Letterboxd, our film lover uh, sort of uh, social media platform that we do like to talk about sits at a 2.2 out of 5 on nearly 
20,000 ratings, whereas it's actually been logged by nearly 30,000 people. So about 10,000 people have decided not to actually uh, give it a, a star rating, which is interesting. Um, that leads me to my early thoughts of this one. And I think the start of this really had me interested. I, I was interested, but uh, and meeting the characters. But then as soon as the wedding reception starts, it's realistically a, a bunch of unfunny situations that don't really repeat at all. I mean, it's in the title. Uh, everyone is horrible to each other in this film and without a connection to a character, it's a bit of a hard watch in the end, uh, unfortunately. So let's talk about the characters in this one. I'm gonna talk about a few of the characters and I'm gonna start off with Jack. I sort of mentioned Jack before. So Jack is uh, the devoted big brother of Haley, who is uh, the character in this film who's getting married, whose who's wedding this is all about. He sort of, uh, we start the film off in the past where he's traveled to Rome to spend time with his sister. And then we, we flash back to three years, or flash forward to three years later when uh, she's getting married and, and he's there as a brother to walk her down the aisle because their parents are, are no longer around. Uh, I guess this guy sort of does whatever he needs to make everyone around him happy, uh, including possibly drugging some people. And I guess the side story with... Jack is this sort of love interest of Dina, who is one of uh, Haley's friends, or and uh, she's a war journalist. So you know she's got this uh, story of being kidnapped and having her boyfriend cheating on her, and her mum's passed away too. So she had a bit of a tough run, um, and <laughs> I can't really uh, see it getting any better for her uh, in sort of making any sort of relationship work with Jack because it's a an interesting situation. Uh, I sort of mentioned Haley, the sister. Uh, she's a bit of a stress head, super needy of her brother Jack. Uh, she's on medication for her nerves or her stresses, I guess. And, you know, we're all together to see this wedding because she's met this guy in Italy. I only known him for a couple of months and they're getting married. Um, Roberto's his name. And unfortunately in this film, we find out that pretty early on that she's been unfaithful to him. So I'm sort of uh, a little bit unsure onto how, as an audience, you're supposed to want her relationship to work or this movie to sort of end happily with them together because you find out that, yeah, she's uh, been unfaithful with his ex whose name's Mark and this guy uh, does rock up to the wedding sort of uninvited. He's uh, drugged up, he's the ex-partner, sort of seems a bit obsessive or stalkerish of, of Haley, and uh, I guess he's the main reason for this film having any sort of issues. So, uh, interesting situations there the other sort of side character in this in this one i guess is, is amanda she's uh jack's ex who's also at the wedding and she obviously still is interested in him and she brings along her new boyfriend chaz but this chaz guy's super insecure and it's sort of obvious that amanda has no interest in him whatsoever so they're a little bit of side characters um the other sort of main two people i'll talk about uh first one's brian brian is uh I guess the the maid of honor at this wedding uh, for Haley, and and he wants to be an actor, and he's obsessed with this uh, Italian movie director slash star called Vitelli, who's there as well at the wedding, and you know the idea of him is he needs to keep his cool to not only play this role of maid of honor, but also to try and impress Vitelli so he can get some acting work. And the last one I'll mention, um, who's sort of part of this crew, is Sydney, and uh, Sydney is this guy who's meant to be the comic relief. He's uh, this kilt-wearing guy who's not actually Scottish. Um, he's a car salesman, so say as you want of, of what sort of personality car salesmen have, but he's the most boring character in this film and a complete waste of space. It's time to talk about the director for this one. Uh, Dan Craig, this is his feature debut, but 
does have some pretty well-known writing credits. Uh, a couple of Australian uh, films, which I, I know of, uh, a film called A Few Best Men and, and the follow-up to that film, A Few Less Men. So he wrote them, and I guess the, the biggest piece of work that he's done is the film Death at a Funeral, which was quite a, a funny uh, comedy and was remade, um, sorry, as, as a British film that was remade as an American film too. So it has writing credits for both of those versions of the film. So uh, we're yet to see uh, how he's going to go as a, as a director, I guess, but obviously fairly uh, accomplished writer. Talk about some scenes. Um, I think I'm probably going to start with the forgettable scenes uh, in this one. The, the interruptions um, of this kiss between Jack and Dina at the start of the film. And that's why I'm starting with the forgettable scenes, I guess, because there's um, this guy that, you know, they've had this beautiful weekend together in Rome. It's like, cool, it's a rom-com. They're going to get together. And then this dude who's who's a blast from Jack's past sort of interrupts them and makes some jokes about Jack in the past wanking. And it's just not funny. It just sets the the film up pretty poorly, I guess. Uh, And I mentioned before the character of Sydney who really frustrated me. I think the idea of him wearing a kilt constantly rearranging his his pieces the ball jokes the boring conversations and then him trying to pick up chicks in particular uh he, he, there's a scene where he like almost gets a, a chick drunk with the obvious point of him barely touching his drink it just sort of felt really gross so did not like him as a character or pretty much every scene that he was in uh when jack and dina sort of we're, we're three years later and they see each other again and Dina's up on this balcony and Jack's down below and he looks up and it's almost like one of those glamour shots. It was just super lame and, uh, you know, not not fitting the, the vibe of, of what I thought or what this film sort of was trying to show. I think uh, Chaz, as a character I mentioned before, he's super insecure, but a lot of this insecurity was around his penis size and it just didn't work as a joke. So that was not funny at all. And then in the scene towards the end, um, I mentioned before, there's, there's a lot of... Um, these recreations of this wedding involving who gets drugged um, at the wedding. And there's a, the last one or the, the second one that we follow is uh, Jack actually drugging himself and he gets his friend Brian to put his fingers down his throat to try and vomit the the drugs back up. And Dina walks in and it looks like that, you know there's fellatio happening. It just wasn't funny. Uh, didn't work for me at all. But that, that'll, that'll lead me into the things that I did like. And I think... <laughs> <laughs> there's not much <laughs> but the, the the beautiful shots of Rome to start this film off these establishing shots these drone shots of all the the landmarks and if you've been to Rome it just brought back all these memories for me I mean I've been to Rome a few times and the last time was probably the most memorable and it, it brought back a lot of nice memories so I did enjoy that and uh, the other thing that I did like was this final um, scene where I mentioned before that we had this interruption of a kiss between Jack and Dina. And then at the end of this film, they get together, they're recreating that opening scene. And this guy just comes across to interrupt him and Jack tells him to F off. That that was just funny. So I enjoyed that uh, as well. Uh, what, what are some themes or some ideas that this one's talking about? <laughs> it's really hard. Uh, I haven't touched on it, but there's this voiceover by this old lady sort of voice that sort of talking about the universe and, and chance and how love plays a part in all of this. Uh, so I guess we've got to mention, you know, what's the the idea of the, the role of chance in love. I guess that's a little bit of an idea. Uh, there is a little bit in here too about loving people for who they are and, and what they're like um, and always sticking around for the people that you do love. Uh, and then on the other side of things too, sort of see through Jack that, you know, being nice doesn't necessarily always get you anywhere too. You've got to sort of be strong to who you are too. What did I take away from this one? Uh, 
So I mentioned, I've mentioned a couple of times, this is one of those films, it's a bit like Groundhog Day, where you, you're meant to be seeing the same event happening over and over again. And in this film, the repeat side of things, or the, the twist that it's gonna, this, this wedding's gonna be repeated, sort of happens halfway through the film. And there's no explanation as to how or why it was happening. And realistically, it only repeated once. We get the, the first version of events, then we get this quick little montage of, of it happening over and over again really quickly, and then we just get to follow the events through one more time. So I think it could have been done a lot better and just probably didn't work. There was probably no need to actually play with uh, the time frame in this one. Uh, IMDb, we have a segment where we talk about if we jumped on IMDb to check anyone out. I, I got on twice because th this was a very familiar cast for me. So the first one, Jack on the screen, really liked his presence. I was like, I've seen this guy in something before, uh, played by Sam um, Claflin, and straight away, um, you know, he's in a whole bunch of stuff, but the big one was he was in that film, uh, Me Before You, which starred... I can't remember her name, but the, the girl who plays Khaleesi in Game of Thrones, um, he was the character Will, really memorable role. He was also in this Australian film called The Nightingale uh, by the director of The Barbadook, so highly recommend that film if you haven't seen it. And he's also in you know, Enola Holmes and Last Night in Soho too, so a lot of things that I've seen in the last few years that, would, that I'd remember. Uh, and the last one I had to check out, uh, Brian, the sort of uh, best maid or best maid of honor, uh, Joel Fry, he's in Cruella. So I've seen that, you know, in the last uh, two years as well. Uh, very familiar face from uh, Cruella, the, the Disney version of uh, Cruella DeVille's uh, sort of solo story. Um, all right, question time. I've, I've sort of got a few, not necessarily, it's hard to ask questions to yourself, but some ponderings, I guess. Sort of the, the moment that leads to the events recreating is that Roberto, who is Haley's husband, falls off the balcony and dies, I guess. And that sort of resets the wedding. So, and I mentioned before that we don't really get any context as to what event resets it or why it resets. So, I mean, does Roberto have to die every time? Um, and they sort of say that this version that we're seeing, which is really only the second full version that we see, um, is the last hope. Uh, why? Why is this the last version? Why is this the last hope? Because we didn't really get an awful lot of context about every other version that happened. So if you are going to play with time, give the audience a bit more context, I think. Um, and then and the other thing, like weddings are, are meant to be the most magical day for not only the bride and the groom, but for everyone that's involved, you know, the special people that are there for a wedding. And uh, I think that, you know, why are weddings often the center of comedies? Is it, is it because of the stark contrast or experiences with them? Like, you know, you, you, you have memories of weddings being such memorable days and, and special days and is that because we, we feel it would be a bit awkward if these sorts of things happened at these events I don't have an answer but it's just something that I sort of pondered and and thought about and you know I've the last week or so my, my I've got to go to my sister's wedding of the time of recording this so it was a very special day and just you know the thought of any of this sort of stuff happening at an actual wedding just seems so foreign so uh yeah it's interesting that we do have a lot of films that have such comedic things happening at weddings and I think I'm going to wrap this up. I think ready to give the film a rating out of five and give it a, you know, um, a summary. So for me, I mean, like this is a movie that's got love in the title, but it doesn't really say much about love. It's also, you know, got a wedding. That's about it. And, you know, apart from a quick montage of, of lots of repeat druggings, we only sort of see that one scenario played out one more time. So it's a bit of a misleading title and not really clever. I think that at the end of the film, there's some outtakes uh, during the credits and sort of hint at what could have been if the scenario played out multiple times uh, rather than just that split in the middle. And these, these moments were actually pretty funny in the credits. So 
yeah, I'm not sure that the structure of this really worked. Um, I'm gonna give this a one and a half out of five. So not a, not a very high rating, but a one and a half out of five, pretty low. Uh, I can't really recommend it because I don't think you're really gonna get much out of watching this. Social media, we've got Twitter, we've got Facebook and Instagram. Please give us a follow, give us a like if you can. The question I wanted to pose was, have you got a funny wedding story? Have you been to a wedding where something really funny has occurred? Uh, I don't, <laughs> but, but I'm hoping someone does because a, a real life funny wedding story would be good. And I'm looking forward to hopefully hearing some on our social feeds this week. As always, we will be back next week. Uh, next week, we have another film from 2020. I think we're gonna be covering 2020 for quite a while, but this one is a sports comedy called The Main Event. This one's directed by Jay Carras and it stars Seth Carr, Tachina Arnold, Ken Mary, sorry, Ken Marino and Adam Pally. So, Give that one a watch if you're keen, um, and we'll talk about that next week. Thank you for, for joining me, listening along. If you've seen this film, hope you enjoyed this chat, and uh, I'll speak to you next week.